Good evening. Tonight's Kashrut class is Liuli Nishmas Basho Liba Basavroham. As mentioned earlier, these Kashrut classes are designed to provide consumers with an overall and a general knowledge on Kashrut so they can enhance their food choices with regards to Kashrut. Tonight's topic is Pas Akum. How to Make Bread Products Pas Yisrael. We're going to begin with a general overview on the reason the Chachamim established the laws of Pas Akum, and then we're going to segue into the details of what is in the category of Pas and what is not. And then we're going to get into how to make products Pas Yisrael. And we're going to conclude with modern-day contemporary products and how, the, how we, we scale them up and how we define them. The Chachamum Agoiza, that certain foods may not be prepared, cooked, or baked by a non-Jew entirely. Rather, a Jew must be involved in an integral part of the baking or cooking process. This is enumerated in the Gemara of, of Aveda Zara, where it enumerates the laws of Pas Akum and Bishul Akum. Tonight we're going to focus on Pas Akum as Shulchan Aruch begins with the laws of Pas in Simen Kuf Yud Beis, Yeridea. The Chachamim said that the power of food is such where it, bring, it brings people together. And therefore it has to be harnessed in such a way where we're going to make sure that it's not going to engender an unwanted and an unhealthy closeness between the Jew and the non-Jew. Because we know that intermarriage is the greatest destructive force in Jewish life. And it's human nature that when people eat foods together, or they prepare food together, it creates a certain bond, a certain closeness. And the Chachamim said, we need to make sure that this is done in a responsible manner, and we have to establish a given set of safeguards to ensure that's not going to lead to an unhealthy closeness which could lead to intermarriage. In a positive sense, by way of example, in a Chabad house setting or even in one's home, one clearly sees that the Friday night meal on Shabbos is a time, and even the Shabbos day meal, people get together and many Bali Tshuva will tell you that they were swept away by the beauty and the closeness of the Shabbos meal and the closeness that it engenders and the relationship and the feeling of warmth that it engenders as well. When done according to Torah, it yields very positive results. It can actually be of somebody in a way that sometimes talking to them could not affect. On the other hand, since, it, since we see that food has such a koyach, such a, such a certain type of a power and a, a, and a force, we need to make sure that the force is used properly because otherwise it could lead to un- unwanted closeness and it could lead to intermarriage. That's the primary reason as to why the Chachamim established the laws of Pas Akum. And they said that a Jew must be involved in an integral part of the baking process, as we're going to define later, in order to make the products pas Yisrael, to make the bread products pas Yisrael. There's a secondary reason brought down in the Paskim as to why the Chacham established these laws, and that is Shema Yachilenu Dabar HaAsar. Maybe the non-Jew is going to mix in some non-kosher ingredients into the mix, into the recipe, into the food, and therefore we're going to have a problem of kashras. According to this reason, 
the latter reason that is, even a non-religious Jew, if they don't keep kosher, chas v'shalom, then there's still a concern that maybe they're going to mix in some non-kosher ingredients into the food, into the recipe. If they don't keep kosher, they're not going to be sensitive to it. So there, and that, according to that reason, then a non-religious Jew could not qualify to turn on the fire for Pas Yisrael. According to the first reason and the main reason as to why the Chacham established the laws of Pas Yisrael, Pas Akum, that is, that we have to make the products Pas Yisrael, the main reason was as a safeguard against intermarriage. Now, obviously, if we have a Jew who's, re- who's Jewish but not religious, there's no concern of intermarriage with that Jew marrying even a religious Jew because halachically they're allowed to marry each other because they're both Jewish. So therefore, according to this, even a non-religious Jew could qualify to turn on the fire for Pas Yisrael. So the, uh, the net result is that if someone's in a situation where they have a strong case of need, they could be lenient and allow a non-religious Jew to turn on the fire, but it's preferable and better to have a religious Jew turn on the fire because it satisfies all opinions, even the second opinion is what we brought down, Sham Yachalin Asr, and some hechsheirim, the better hechsheirim, will be makbid to ensure that the Pas Yisrael is done by a frumiyid, but some hechsheirim will be lenient and allow Pas Yisrael even to be done through a non-religious Jew. How do we define Pas? Pas is defined as a substance made from one of the five grains namely wheat, oat, spelt, rye, or barley, that are turned into a flour substance and then turned into a dough substance and then baked. So, for example, if I take flour made from one of the five grains I just mentioned and I turn it into a dough substance or, and I cook it, let's say I make macaroni, that would not be pas. But if I were to take it and I bake it, then it would come into the category of pas. Also, I want to point out that if you take whole stalks of wheat, meaning they're not turned into a flour substance, into a dough substance, and then baked, whole stalks of wheat, or even whole discernible whole oats that are baked are not in the category of pas, because it's not flour, it's not made into a dough substance before the baking. How does a yid make bread products pas yisrael? But as I said earlier, by being involved in an integral part of the baking process. Simply buying the ingredients or just laying them out on the countertop and shaping them will not suffice to make it pas yisrael. A yid has to either turn on the oven or put the bread into the oven or even just raising the oven temperature or even an act of just throwing in a twig into the fire by the laws of pas, the chacham lenient and said even that could qualify as a yid participating in the baking process in order to participate and make the product pas yisrael. There should be a heker, the Ramam says, should be a heker that a yid was involved and therefore it's called Jewish bread, it's called pas yisrael. Practically speaking, which one of the methods I just mentioned would be more preferable? So the method of putting the bread into the oven is only going to make the bread that you put into the oven pas yisrael. If a non-Jew would put another loaf of bread into that same oven and the oven was turned on by a non-Jew, the loaf that was put in by the non-Jew would not be pas yisrael. 
So putting the loaf in the oven only helps the loaf that's being put into the oven. Conversely, if the yid turns on the oven, then any bread product baked by that fire that the yid turned on, as long as the, the oven stays warm by that fire, will be pas Yisrael, mikoyach, from the power of what the yid did by turning on that oven. So therefore it's preferable to go with the method of the yid turning on the fire, because then any time Anything that happens thereafter, as long as that fire remains on, will be pas Yisrael. Now, bread is a staple food. It's a basic, a basic substance. And therefore, at the time when the Chacham established these laws, it did not take on the strength of law. And thus, halachically, in a place where pas Yisrael is not available, one is allowed to eat pas palter, which means bread baked by a non-Jewish baker, that of course was done with kosher ingredients and kosher utensils, because the because because bread is a staple food. Even those that are lenient in this regard, during it says in Shulchan Aruch that during Tshuva, the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and, and including them, of course in Yom Kippur we don't eat, but those days we have to be extra stringent in our practice of halacha. Even during those days, everybody should make sure to consume only pas Yisrael and not have pas palter. Chasidim are makbid al to only eat pas Yisrael because they take the same reason that's brought down in Nigla that because bread is a substance of a, of a staple food and we and therefore they could be lenient because it's a person has to live they t- so al because the bread is a, a staple food and it's our primary substance we want to be that much more careful that much more sure that it's coming from a Jewish source. And therefore, we are careful to only consume Pas Yisrael. There's a story in the times of the Frida Kareb in the 40s, there was one bakery that was Pas Yisrael, one commercial bakery, owned by a Jewish fellow who had a lot of employees who were Jewish but not yet from. So we know that a Yiddish Neshama, when they go to sleep at night, there's a, there's the, the, the Neshama goes up Lamaila and there's a Ruach, so there's a, there's a, there's a void left in, in, the, in the person, and, and there's a Ruach Tumah that's sure to be a Dayim on the person when they get up. And they have to wash Neglavasa to take away the Ruach Tumah. So someone said to the Frida Kerebe, maybe it's better to eat Pas Palter because it's baked by non-Jewish bakers and they don't have a, a kiss and therefore they don't have this issue of the Ruach Tumah that's straight to be a Dayim in case they don't wash Neglavasa in the morning. But by the Jewish bakery, if they're Jewish employees who are not from and they're not washing Negevas in the morning, there's a problem of the Ruach Tumah that's straight to be a Dayim, that's on their hands, and it's going to be touched by the bread. So the Friedrich Rebbe said, here you're worried about Ruach Tumah, the spirit of impurity, Paspalter's Tumah Aleins, Paspalter's Tumah itself. Of course, the Friedrich Rebbe is speaking spiritually, not halachically, but the point is it's far more severe. Today, because of the hygiene state of the affairs in, in, in developed countries, one can be sure that when a person comes to work, they had washed their hands either from using the restroom or from washing and showering. So therefore, this issue is really not much of a concern so much anymore. Now, what is pas? How do we define pas? There's a, there's a primary machlaikis, a difference of opinion by the poskim as how do we define what falls under the category of pas? According to the shach, and the Shulchan Aruch, it needs to have the appearance of bread and needs to be made from the five grains in a dough batter substance, not a liquid batter, meaning a belila ova, not a belila rako. So regular ice cream cones, for example, which are made from a liquid batter, are not in the category of pas, according to the shach. 
the Prichodesh argues with the Shach and holds that anything made from the five grains that you bake, even a liquid batter, if you eat enough of it, you would have to make Birchas HaMazoin, then it would fall into the category of Pas. So according to the Prichodesh, ice cream cones, even if they're a Blilarako, would fall under the category of Pas. And even if they don't have the look of bread, would fall under the category of Pas. So there are some Yidin that are lenient with regards to, let's say, pretzels that are not that don't have the appearance of bread or ice cream cones, and they say they keep pas yisrael. But those things, according to the shach, do not require to be pas yisrael either because they're made from a blila raka, a liquid batter, or because they don't have the appearance of bread because they look like a little like crumbs. But according to the Pichadash, the Pichadash is Machmer. So since we Hasidim consider pas yisrael, pas, pas yisrael is a very very special thing. Therefore, we try to be machmer, even like the Prichadosh, and make Pas Yisrael, even by ice cream cones and small crackers, small crackers or small pretzels. The Rebbe told Rabbi Yislavsky in Yechidis, I heard this from Rabbi Yislavsky himself, that Chassidim Zenenzeyezei Makbid of Pas Yisrael and Chol of Yisrael. Chassidim are very, very careful on Pas Yisrael and on Chol of Yisrael, respectively. <coughs> Let's segue into some, some manufactured products, such as breakfast cereals. How are they made, and do they have to be pas Yisrael if they're made from the five grains? Let's say, for example, Cheerios, or, or, or uh, Wheaties, if they're parv. I don't think they're parv anymore today. But <clears throat> breakfast cereals are, generally speaking, manufactured in a non-conventional manner. Either they're steam extruded, steamed, or they're extruded, or they're puffed. So therefore, they're not, it's not a pas issue because the Chachamim only prohibited a classical form of baking. But when you have a new methodology the Chachamim did not speak about, it's similar, it's analogous to baking something from the sun or baking something by putting on a radiator. It's not a problem and therefore it's not an issue. Some people are still machmir about it, but it's not something that there's, an, there's a requirement to be machmir about. With regards to products that need further baking, Shulchan Aruch mentions something rather fascinating. It says that if even a bread product, let's say, for example, a loaf of bread or a bagel that was baked by a non-Jew, but it was taken out of the oven when it was only 80% baked, it wasn't fully baked yet, and it needs to be further baked in order to be able to be served in a proper manner, in order to be ready. Even though you may be able to eat it if you were starving and nothing else to eat, but you would not serve such a bread to your guests. You wouldn't serve it to your mother-in-law. You wouldn't serve it to your family. You, it's not ready. So then the halacha is that you can, a yid could then put this bread or this bagel back into the oven and turn on the fire and make it pas Yisrael if it's not yet ready. <clears throat> So this will also help us with regards to par-baked breads, baguettes, or rolls, or raw pie shells, for example, where they're raw, and then a yid puts them into the oven, turns on the fire, you make it pas Yisrael. With regards to graham cracker shells, which they're already made, they're edible from graham cracker, and later they're shaped, then you really cannot, can no longer make it pas Yisrael. So either the graham, has to be, graham cracker has to be made pas Yisrael from the get-go, once it's already made, you cannot really be, make it pas Yisrael, according to most opinions at that point. Now, there's a whole discussion in halacha, does toasting help with regards to baking, further baking something? Toasting is really in the halacha category of mitztamek v'yafoloi, analogous to, let's say, for example, a cholent on the, on the fire, on Shabbos, on a blech, 
if it's if it's ready to be eaten Shabbos morning, but if you leave it on the fire for another four hours, it's going to become more caramelized, more crispy, so it becomes a little bit more delicious, perhaps. Um, so some might say they I, I like to have my bread toasted. It's a little bit it's more crispy. I like it better that way. But since the bread was edible and you would serve it before then, then halachically we don't say that toasting makes it pas Yisrael anymore. But what? If a person's in a situation where they're going to consume non-pas Yisrael products, let's say, for example, they're, they're in a place where they cannot get pas Yisrael, they spoke it over with their Rav, halachically they're allowed to have non-pas Yisrael, even though we said chasidim ha-machmer to have only pas Yisrael, then they may be advised to toast the bread because it's like mitztamek v'yafale, it makes it a little bit more... Um, tasty. But halachically, we don't paskin that such an act would actually make it pas Yisrael. Thank you very much.